0: If you could have anything in the world, what would it be? Take a moment, think. I mean, if someone came up to you who had the means to provide anything you desired, what would you ask for? It's kind of an overwhelming question. Some of us, myself included, might be tempted to maybe ask for season tickets at Ohio Stadium, right on the 50-yard line, not too close, so you can see all the plays develop, but still not too far back, so, you know, you can really enjoy the game. Still others, maybe, would uh, ask for that perfect little bungalow on the beach, your own little private beach, private paradise, near some latitude where things like winter don't really exist. or Or maybe you'd ask for three or four years to travel the world and see all the beautiful cities and exotic locations you've dreamed about since you were a child. The possibilities are literally endless, and that's kind of the point of this. There's so much that we can desire. And whatever we pick probably tells something about ourselves. Those of us who might pick those season tickets are probably doing their best to catch every game anyway and those of us who would like to live at the beach are probably spending a couple weeks there already a year. Of course there are some maybe nobler things that we might think to ask for like peace on earth or an end to disease and hunger. And these things too, I think, would provide a good insight into our lives because when we examine what we desire I think we learn a lot about ourselves. In our first reading today, we heard of a situation that's not too dissimilar from this little mental exercise. The Lord appeared to Solomon, King Solomon, in a dream, and he asked him pretty much this same question. And it's important to remember that Solomon, in today's reading, is just beginning. His reign over the kingdom of Israel, and he's very young, and realistically, so is the nation of Israel. It's probably only 40 or 50 years old at this point. And, and Solomon admits, I'm a kid. I, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. And so he asks for this incredible gift, and I think perhaps already he was wise beyond his years, because what he asks for. What he thinks is much more valuable than long life, or great riches, or military success. He values wisdom. He values the discerning heart, the ability to do the right thing in every situation. And the Lord grants him this, but not only this, but as we continue reading the story of Solomon, he'll eventually have a long life. He'll eventually have great military success, and he'll eventually accumulate a vast wealth. But it all stems from that first gift, that first gift of wisdom. And when we examine the story, we can see that 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 wisdom, that understanding heart, is what Solomon valued the most in his life. It's what he thinks is the most important. Our gospel today, we hear some more parables about the kingdom of heaven, and I think most of them today spoke about value in some way. And to be perfectly honest, I remember uh, some Sunday, a couple years ago, in a similar situation, sitting in the pews, hearing this very gospel proclaimed, and thinking myself, why in the world would a man sell everything he owned for a pearl? Never made any sense to me. Economically, it's, it's a wash, right? This pearl is only as valuable as everything else this man owned. But practically, it is a terrible decision, right? The pearl can't put food on the table. The pearl can't provide a roof over his head. He, now only has a single possession, this pearl. And for it to be of any practical use, he's going to have to sell it again. I was always a little easier with the the guy buying the field because, well, that's real estate and I mean, worse comes to worse, you can live in the field, maybe grow some crops there, but none of it really makes sense from a practical standpoint. What I think I've begun to realize, though, is that these are used to indicate value. Each of these men found something that they could not only live without, but they found something that they were willing to sacrifice everything they had to possess. The economics of the transactions really have no influence on the decision at all. Instead, they were motivated by their own idea of, of what that item was worth by their own placement of value on it, if the treasure in the field was worth more than everything else the man had, he has to buy the field, even if it costs him everything. If the pearl of great price is the most valuable thing the merchant has ever laid his eyes upon, such that it makes every other one of his possessions worthless, He has to buy the pearl. And, of course, these stories told to us today by Jesus Christ have a very specific motivation. The meaning behind them is, of course, the most valuable thing for us as Christians is the kingdom of heaven. This is our treasure in the field. This is the pearl of great price eternal life with the Trinity in heaven. For us as Christians, there is no price too high, there is no sacrifice too great for this pearl of great price. And would it be that it were so easy that all we had to do was sell all we owned to possess this gift? Of course, as we live our lives, we realize that there is no one time purchase no limited time offer that we can get on the kingdom of heaven what it really comes down to is what we value in the different aspects of our lives it's it's easy to sit here in this church this sunday morning and and say that heaven and jesus and the church and all that are the things that we value the most in our lives but are they are they, at every moment, that most important thing in our, in our mind? Are we making all of our decisions with the idea that we're buying that pearl of great price through every action we undertake? Do we live our lives like we would sell everything we owned to possess this gift? If someone asked you what you would choose if you could have anything in the world that you wanted how many of us would say eternal life in heaven? It's difficult, it is extremely difficult to keep kind of that focus, that single-mindedness on this most important goal. And I think one of the great ways to do that, to to always have this as a part of our, our decision-making process, is to pray regularly, to cultivate A constant prayer life and it doesn't have to be anything anything great you don't have to buy a book of 1000 novenas or anything like that they can just be small short utterances to God our Father regularly throughout the day when you're on your way home from work you can offer prayers for the people stuck in the same traffic jam you are when you're getting your kids ready in the morning you can offer prayers that they're safe and successful that day. Just these little things can help us keep our eyes on that pearl of great price, our eyes on the treasure in the field, can help us remember that the most valuable thing we can ever attain in our lives is life eternal in heaven. So let us pray through this Mass that we may receive the graces necessary to persevere in prayer, that we may always keep our attainment of the kingdom of heaven as that thing which we most so eagerly desire.